Here's Pastor Steve Converse to open up today's broadcast of Graceful Truth. Do you know why a lot of people doubt? Not only because of negative circumstances, not only because of worldly influences, but a lot of people doubt just because they don't understand God's revelation. I mean, beloved, you have to understand the facts. You have to know the facts. He says, go tell John the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. In other words, give him the revelation. Give him the manifestation. Tell him what I've done. I would promise you that your doubt is erased as you daily expose yourself to the revelation of God. Go to God's Word. Let God speak to your heart through His Word. That really spells the end of doubt. Welcome to Graceful Truth, the weekly radio program originating from the pulpit teaching ministry of Grace Bible Church, located here in Redwood City, revealing God's grace through God's truth. We would invite you to join us today as we finalize our series called Derailing Doubt, a look at John the Baptist and the doubt that he expressed and how Jesus dealt with that doubt in the same way he deals with our doubt today. We would invite you to spend time with us today as we understand the nature of doubt and the nature of God's grace to overcome that doubt. And now, before we get started, I do want to turn the microphone over to Pastor Steve just for a moment to let you in on some information about our upcoming services for Easter. Steve? Thanks, Andy. I just want to remind our listeners this coming week we celebrate the Passion Week of Christ, the last earthly week in the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, leading up to his crucifixion and burial on Friday, and then the joyous celebration of his resurrection next Sunday. We here at Graceful Truth would like to encourage you as you attend your place of worship this next week to be sure to reach out and invite a friend or neighbor or even family member to come along with you to your service. People in general are usually more open to the idea of being invited to attend a church service this time of year. If you don't have a regular place of worship you attend each week, well, we'd like to invite you to come out and visit us here at Grace Bible Church located in Redwood City. We offer a Good Friday communion service at 6.30 p.m. as well as our Resurrection Sunday service at 10 a.m. next Sunday. All the contact information can be found on our church website, gracebibleonline.org. That's gracebibleonline.org. Or you can simply call the church office at 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. May you have a joyous celebration of the risen Lord this next Lord's Day. Thank you, Steve. And now, if you'll join us, let's catch up with Steve once again for today's broadcast of Graceful Truth as we understand what it means to derail doubt. So we see that John the Baptist's doubt was caused by negative circumstances. He's sitting in the middle of a, a pit in prison in the middle of the desert. And then secondly, we see the worldly influences of those around him. The false expectations they had for the Messiah were imposed upon John the Baptist. So as he's sitting in prison, he began to scratch his head and begin to wonder, did I pick the right guy? I want to make sure that he's the Messiah. And we said when those 
influences come in, when negative circumstances or worldly influences come in, the place to go is directly to the Lord. Because when you go to the Lord, what will you find? You'll hear Him say, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. What does that mean? He says, look, can't you see I'm the one who will make things right? I'm reaching out to the poor. I'm reversing death. I'm reversing disease. Can't you see that? I know it's limited by the unbelief and sin of the world, but can't you see that he is the one who is going to make things right? He is the one who has the power to make it right and reverse the curse. Someday he will ultimately do that in his kingdom. See, these are only previews of coming attractions, as we said before. A taste of what he will do in the future. In Luke chapter 7, the Jews said to him, Where is the kingdom of God? You're the king, and you talk about a kingdom. But what are you doing about it? And he says, The kingdom of God is in your midst, but you just can't see it. He says to John, See, I can do all that. I can stop disease. I can give resurrection life to the dead. I can touch the poor and preach good news to hurting people. It's going to be right. Just trust me for the right timing. And then he adds that beatitude. Blessed is the man who doesn't doubt. See, negative circumstances make us doubt. But we don't have to doubt. And we don't have to doubt because of worldly influences that are all around us either. Thirdly, there's another reason John the Baptist and we doubt at times. Incomplete revelation. Incomplete revelation. It says in verse 2 that John had heard. John had heard about Jesus and what was going on. His disciples had come back and said they had seen this and that and but he really doubted because he didn't have the opportunity for a first-hand look. I mean, that's, in a sense, a legitimate doubt. He didn't have the opportunity, like Peter said, to be an eyewitness of his majesty. He didn't have the opportunity, as John did, to handle him with his hands. The Apostle John, as he said in 1 John 1.1, he didn't even have the more sure word of Scripture as we have. He didn't have a complete revelation, John the Baptist. There was a lot of holes. There was a lot missing. And he was getting some stuff secondhand. And so he says, I need some firsthand information. And so the Lord says, okay, if you need some firsthand information, I'll give you some. Remember Luke 7? Right there on the spot, Jesus did these massive miracles and said, there, these are for John. These are John's miracles. Now take them to him and tell him about them. The Lord filled in that space where he needed a more complete revelation. How does this relate to us, you might ask? How does it relate to you? How does it relate to me? Do you know why a lot of people doubt? Not only because of negative circumstances, not only because of worldly influences, 
But a lot of people doubt just because they don't understand God's revelation. I mean, beloved, you have to understand the facts. You have to know the facts. He says, go tell John the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. In other words, give him the revelation. Give him the manifestation. Tell him what I've done. I would promise you that your doubt is erased as you daily expose yourself to the revelation of God. Go to God's word. Let God speak to your heart through his word. That really spells the end of doubt. Remember the two on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. There they were walking along. They were in the middle of doubt, confusion, perplexity. And it says, The Lord came along, began to walk with them, and opened up the Scriptures to them. And He began to speak out of the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. And what's it say? It says, Their eyes were opened, and they saw Him. They said, Did our hearts, did not our hearts burn within us as He spoke with us along the way and opened to us the Scriptures? See, what dispelled their doubt was the revelation of himself in Scripture. We all need a firsthand manifestation of the living Christ to dispel doubt. And it comes through the pages of Holy Scripture. That's why in the New Testament it speaks of the people known as the Bereans. And it says they were more noble because they searched the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. See, he gave them the evidence. You don't just believe whatever a, a preacher is saying just because a preacher is saying it. You should have your Bible open. You should be attentive to what the words are that are coming out of his mouth and see, does this line up with Scripture? Well, fourthly, we see here not only do negative circumstances, worldly influence, and also incomplete revelation cause us to doubt as they did John the Baptist. But fourthly, people doubt because of unfulfilled expectations. Unfulfilled expectations. We looked at this a little bit, but in verse 3 it says, ask him if we were to look for someone else. Do we look for another? Why would he say that? Only because his expectations hadn't been fulfilled. See, when John preached about Christ, he said, there comes one after me that is mightier than I, who comes with unquenchable fire and a winnowing fan in his hand, by which he will separate the wheat from the chaff. Well, what's that speaking of? That's speaking of judgment. In other words, he kept saying, the Messiah, the Messiah will be coming with holy judgment. That was his message. That's why he was always preaching. What was he preaching? Repent. 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 Why? You better get it right now because the Messiah is coming. And when the Messiah comes, he's going to come with judgment. The implication was if your life isn't right, you'll be judged. He was preach, preaching that the Messiah was coming to judge. He expected the Messiah to land with brass feet blazing in fire. To come blasting all the evil things with divine thunderbolts. That's what John expected. And here came Jesus 
with this little hand-picked of 12 guys who weren't really the best qualified for their jobs. And they're just kind of wandering around Galilee. John just couldn't figure it out. See, Jesus was on a mission of mercy, but John's message was a message of judgment. See, John is waiting for all the fire. He's waiting for all the fury. He's waiting for the flames and the wrath. He's sitting there in prison saying, is this the right guy? Because, you know, I'm waiting for him to blast all of our enemies and it's just not happening. He sounds like David in all those Psalms where David is asking God to get his enemies. He sounds like the people in Revelation 6. How long, O Lord? How long will you tolerate this? Sometimes we look around in our world and we ask ourselves that question. Well, John the Baptist thinking, here, if you're the Messiah, what's going on? Because of his unfulfilled expectations. What's the root of there? Root of this, it's impatience. You know, impatience can lead to doubt. When we expect divine intervention and it doesn't happen, you expect God to do something and he doesn't. If there's someone in your life who's just an evil, wretched person, and you're looking at them and they're constantly prospering, and you scratch your head and you go, Lord, how long is this going to go on like this? It doesn't seem to fit. Or maybe you've been looking for the second coming so long, you just kind of give up. I mean, some people just get tired of waiting. Impatience. You know, we have a prophecy conference at our, our church every other year. And boy, right around the time of the prophecy conference, boy, everybody's excited. Ah, the Lord's coming back. Wow, this is great. Listen, listen to some of this information we're getting. You kind of notch everything up spiritually because you have that expectation. But by the time the next prophecy conference comes around, you're kind of worn down. The expectation's not there anymore. Second Peter 3.3 3 says, Scoffers will mock his coming, saying, Where is the sign of his coming? All things continue as they were from the beginning. Well, Jesus answers, If you're worried about if he's going to come back and set up kingdom, listen to this. He says, The blind see, <laughs> the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Why does he say that? Those are all signs of the kingdom. All disease will be eliminated. There will be a lessening of the power of death. The world will hear the gospel. All these are signs of the kingdom. Isaiah 35 says that in the kingdom, the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the lame, Isaiah 61 adds the poor, will all be healed and have the gospel preached to them. See, those are kingdom promises. He's saying, John, if it's your kingdom expectation that is causing you to doubt, look again at these things. These are all marks of the kingdom. You're just seeing a small sliver of it. You're just giving, I'm giving you a preview. It will come. Don't let anyone catch you in the trap of doubt or you'll lose your blessing. Understand this, beloved. The words of our Lord answer the problems of doubt. If you doubt because of difficult circumstances, look at his works. They prove that he cares for people who deal with difficulty all the time. If you doubt because of worldly influence, look at his works. He is in control. And he's going to show you that fully one day. If you doubt because of maybe incomplete revelation, then look at his works, study them, read them, and see who he is. Or maybe you doubt because of unfulfilled expectations. Look again at his works. Because these are previews of what he will do in the kingdom. 
If he could do them then, he proves himself to be the one who can do them in the kingdom. The best part of this story is the part that Matthew doesn't put in. And it's simply this. John had his doubt removed by the Lord's answer. How do you know that? Jump over to Matthew 14, verse 12. Matthew 14, verse 12. It talks about John being beheaded and his head is brought on a platter. It says this, Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it. And where did they go? They went and told Jesus. You know what that means? Why did they tell Jesus? Because Jesus was the most important person. And they believed in Him. Why did they believe in Him? Because John the Baptist believed in Jesus. And he pointed them to Jesus. The fact that they immediately went to Jesus is indicative of the fact that John was satisfied with the answer that he got. Jesus fit into their lives, into their plan, because He fit into John's life, into John's plan. See, we all doubt. Please understand this. We all doubt. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. When you doubt, God will be faithful. You won't lose your relationship to the Lord. He'll be faithful because He can't deny Himself. He has affirmed that you are his child and he will hold on to you. See, knowing that, you can have confidence to go to God with your doubt. And he's going to give you the answer that you need. He's not going to hit you over the head with a club. Luke 12, 29 says, neither be of doubtful mind. I pray that you'll come to understand this. I pray that you'll go to him when you have doubt, whether they're caused from difficult circumstances worldly influences, incomplete revelation, or even unfulfilled expectations. I pray that you will go to the God of all comfort because He's there to help you. He wants to know you in a more intimate way. Maybe you've never trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've lived your life pretty much by yourself. I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to cry out to God. It's okay to doubt. Bring those doubts to God. But if you've never trusted Him as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you would cry out to Him today. Just cry out to Him. Say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's a prayer He'll answer. You come to Him with a repentant heart, a heart that wants to turn away from your sin. You're tired of carrying the burden of your sin. He'll meet you right where you're at. He's there with a willingness to forgive, a willingness to heal, a willingness to comfort, to give you peace that surpasses all understanding, to extend His mercy and grace to your heart. He's calling you. He desires you to have an intimate relationship with Him. Won't you cry out to Him today? Father, we know that everyone's faith has bumps in the roads. We all have struggles. Thank you for what you've taught us through John the Baptist. Thank you that you cared for him when he doubted you. Thank you, Lord, that you removed his doubt as you can remove ours. Thank you, God, that you didn't think any less of him 
but you extolled him as the greatest man, even though he had doubts. Father, we know a sign of his greatness was the very fact that he knew where to go with his doubts. He knew that he could come directly to you. Help us to know that as well. May we, as Paul instructed Timothy, pray without doubting that you may be glorified through our faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I trust that this series, Derailing Doubt, has spoken to your hearts through the power of God's Word. You know, we all deal with issues of doubt in our lives. And as we've seen over the past uh, three messages here on Graceful Truth, even a great man like John the Baptist had issues with doubt. I just want to encourage you today, if you're presently dealing with doubts in your spiritual life, I want to encourage you to look for the source that may be feeding those doubts. Maybe you find yourself in the midst of a difficult circumstance. Or maybe the influences of this world are just closing in around you and whispering those little words of doubt into your mind. Or it could be that you just need to get into God's Word and study it and learn more about Him, about His character, about His love for you. You know, incomplete revelation can be a source of our doubts as well. Or maybe God hasn't worked out his plan in your life the way you thought he should. Maybe you're dealing with unfulfilled expectations. You see, whatever the source may be, please go to the Lord. Go to the Lord and ask him to help you with your doubts. I know that God will be there and he'll, he'll answer that prayer. Look into his word and you'll find wisdom and comfort to help you deal with any doubts that you may be facing. Also, please remember, we serve a mighty God who has provided a way of salvation for us through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have yet to trust him for your salvation, won't you cry out to him today, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Tell him that you're sorry for your sins and that you want to trust in him for your salvation. That's a prayer he will answer when it comes from a sincere and repentant heart. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this series, Derailing Doubt. And I'd encourage you to check us out on the web at gracefultruth.org. Gracefultruth.org. We're just putting together our website, and so we'd encourage you to be patient with us. But you can visit it now, and if you'd like to email us or contact us, all the information is there. Gracefultruth.org. Well, may God bless you, and thanks for listening to another broadcast of Graceful Truth, revealing God's grace through God's truth. Pastor Steve will be back in just a moment to close out our time together today. We thank you for joining us here on Graceful Truth as we have continued with our series, Derailing Doubt. If you'd like a copy of this series, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. Or you can visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org. It's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal His grace to your hearts through the teaching of His Word each week. And we trust you're currently involved in a Bible-teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m., and we offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade 5. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to our website, gracefultruth.org, or call us at 650 366 
9923. Along those lines, of course, this is uh, the week of Easter, and Steve joins us once again with a special invitation to join us for Easter services. Steve? Thanks, Andy. I just want to remind our listeners this coming week we celebrate the Passion Week of Christ, the last earthly week in the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, leading up to his crucifixion and burial on Friday, and then the joyous celebration of his resurrection next Sunday. We here at Graceful Truth would like to encourage you as you attend your place of worship this next week to be sure to reach out and invite a friend or neighbor or even family member to come along with you to your service. People in general are usually more open to the idea of being invited to attend a church service this time of year. If you don't have a regular place of worship you attend each week, well, we'd like to invite you to come out and visit us here at Grace Bible Church located in Redwood City. We offer a Good Friday communion service at 6.30 p.m. as well as our Resurrection Sunday service at 10 a.m. next Sunday. All the contact information can be found on our church website, gracebibleonline.org. That's gracebibleonline.org. Or you can simply call the church office at 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. May you have a joyous celebration of the risen Lord this next Lord's Day. Thank you, Steve. And again, friend, thank you for joining us here today. For further information, again, that phone number is 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. Or visit us online at gracefultruth.org. Until next week, God bless.